Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mindfulness with Art podcast. I'm so happy you're here, and I'm really happy to share with you a little bit of mindfulness uh, information and some some good stuff. Uh, So today, I want to talk about mental models, okay? Um, Mental models are something that we all live with. Okay, every single one of us lives with mental models. Most of us have at least dozens of them that we we adhere to. Uh, Some of us have many, many more than that. Um, So mental models are essentially like you have a mental model for, you know, what you think is what it means to start a business, right? You have a mental model for that or you have a mental model for for how to hire a person for that business. Uh, You have a mental model for... uh, um, how to raise children or for how to, uh, you know, pick out a car or, or, you know, any number of things. We all have mental models that are, that are you know, there to, to sort of tell us the right and wrong way to do something. Now, um, here's the thing about these mental models. They're all built upon memories, okay, which are, you know, experiences that we've had from our lives, which, uh, which have either... Uh, uh, shown us success as we see it or failure as we see it. And and so each time we have an experience, we build a little catalog or we add to a little catalog of, um, of information which leads to these mental models, okay? Um, now, here's the thing about that, okay? <laughs> you know, memory is is not perfect, right? Memory is something that is uh, very much associated with, with emotions that you were experiencing at the time of an experience which you remember, okay? So, uh, so that being said, all of our memories have a lot to do with how we were feeling and, and therefore how we perceived what was going on at the given time. Okay, so, and that's where um, something happens with our thoughts, which then ultimately become these mental models, right? And the, the biggest issue that I think I like to tell people about with, with regards to our thoughts and, and furthermore with our mental models and this thing called mental chatter, which is sort of the stream of thoughts which kind of run through your mind all day, every day, uh, which actually are the building blocks for the mental models that we're talking about. Um, so the thing about all of these things, right, whether we're talking about thoughts or that we're talking about mental uh, chatter, which is the, the storyline of our going through our minds every day or the mental models that all these things wind up building for us. Um, the thing about them is that very, very often they are one sided. Okay. Because again, if you're remembering something from a long time ago, your memory is based not only on the emotions you were feeling about then what was happening, but even the emotions that you're feeling now are going to influence that memory for you. So therefore, we can't really accurately say, you know, one way or the other, what is necessarily true, okay? So therefore, these mental models that we're, we're working with all of our lives, right? And again, we have dozens of them, maybe hundreds of them, right? They're that we see these things as the way the world is, right? Like we see like, okay, you know, if I'm going to start a business, the way that it needs to happen is X, Y, and Z, because that's how the world is. Okay. But that is not true. 
okay? What those mental models are is the way you think the world is and the way your world is, but it doesn't mean that it's the same for everyone because there is no universal, you know, sort of way that one thing or other needs to get done in order to be quote unquote successful. Success and 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 right and wrong are defined individually by each of us, okay? And so therefore, you know, we can't look at these things that we have as mental models and and accept them as this universal truth, okay? Or if we do, what we're doing is we're cutting out the the sort of double-sided um, examination of these things, okay? So in other words, uh, if you're, you know, if you're so determined that you know how to start a business and, and that there's no other way but this way that you have determined, then you're missing out on, an, on at least 50% of, of the information that could round out your mental model for this thing. Because again, we can only think about you know, we can only create a mental model based on our experience, right? Or our research or whatever, right? So, so the idea with mindfulness and how this comes home to mindfulness is to, uh, two things. Number one is we can, in, in the non-judging awareness, okay, of our thoughts and of our mental chatter and of our mental models, we can challenge the fact that they are exactly as they seem. Okay, we can challenge the fact that they are one-sided as opposed to all-encompassing and, you know, sort of 360 degrees of, of awareness, right? And, it, and when we do that, we can simply bring this non-judging awareness to the fact that maybe there's something we don't see here. Maybe there's something we don't know about this situation. And when we can do that, we can slow down and we can really take a look at what is going through our minds and we can, you know, in that taking a look at what's going through our minds, we can then come up with creative ways to, to sort of round out this idea that we have about something. Okay. Um, and then, uh, the other thing (laughs) that we can do with this is that we can get out of what is called a me centered universe. Okay. And, uh, and that's a big deal. Okay. Um, you know, there's a, there's a wonderful professor named Sri Kumar Rao, and he talks about this a lot. And he, he tells a very funny story about, uh, uh, Galileo, right? He got in a spot of trouble a few years ago for, uh, for having, Having suggested that um, that the the earth that the sun does not revolve around the earth, but the earth revolves around the sun, and he tells you know rooms full of people uh, when he's talking about this story, he says, and guess what? Every single one of you in this room is convinced that Galileo had it wrong because the earth doesn't revolve around the sun; the earth revolves around you personally, (laughs) and I just love that. Um, And that's how most of us are, right? Most of us feel as as though everything that's happening is happening with us in the very center of it all, right? And and this becomes very tricky and a little bit um, problematic because it's again not really true, okay? Um, you know, and and the more when we can bring a, a you know a loving awareness and a non-judgmental, a non-judging moment-to-moment awareness to uh, to our daily experiences, we can realize that it's 
it's not necessarily all about us and it's not necessarily everything that we think is going to be true. Okay, so I'll give you an example, uh, and this is, um, I'm going to give you this story that, uh, that Sri Kumar Rao tells since we we're talking about him anyway. There's, there's a few different versions of this sort of story, but, but this one that he tells is, is, is perfectly adequate, so I'm going to share this one with you. So um, picture yourself, uh, you're on your way to a, a really important um, business meeting, right, like a job interview, something really, really important to you, right, and you're running late. Okay, and uh, and even though you're already late, you've hit a traffic jam. And this is not just an ordinary traffic jam, as Sri Kumar tells it. This is the mother of all traffic jams, right? And uh, and to make it <laughs> to make it even worse, um, you're it's a very hot day in the summer. It's like over ninety degrees out, and your air conditioner in your car is not working. Okay, so so if you can put yourself into that situation and that that feel that that visceral you know feeling of of being late, panicked about being late, feeling very hot and stuck in the worst traffic jam that you've ever seen. Okay. So when you get yourself into that position, then the story goes, um, as you're, you know, plodding along and and just watching the minutes tick by and, and trying not to perspire too much before you get to this important business meeting, uh, a car, you know, cuts in front of you and almost causes an accident. And then you see him cut in front of another car and almost cause an accident. And he's weaving through this this tight bumper-to-bumper traffic as though he's some kind of, uh, you know, person who deserves to get through the traffic even though, you know, you're stuck here with your, you know, your job interview on the line, right? So, so Shrikama Rao asks us to, to, to say how we feel about this person, right? Now, now most of us, you know, again, if we're, if we're just, you know, if we're going to be honest, most of us really do not like that person. Right. We think that he's he's a terrible per- or he or she is a terrible person who's who's inconsiderate and being an absolute jerk. And there's you know, why should they have the right to get through this traffic when I can't get through this traffic? I'm stuck here. Why? Why should this person be able to go through? Right. And that's a perfectly normal feeling. And that's how most of us would react in that situation. Right. If we're honest about it. However, <laughs> What if I told you that the driver of that car is a man who, who just got a call from the hospital and his son, who's a teenager, has just been in a terrible accident and he's, he's, he, he doesn't know if he's going to make it to the hospital in time before his son dies. So he's literally racing to get to the hospital to have one chance to say goodbye to his son before his son passes away from potentially life-threatening injuries sustained in an accident. Now, <laughs> we can take a deep breath now and we can, we can see that if, if we knew that about this driver, right, most of us, because we are compassionate beings in our core, most of us would not only understand and allow this person to go in front of us, but if we could, we'd do anything we could to help this person get to that hospital on time, okay? Because that is a much bigger thing than, than what is our personal situation of being stuck in this traffic jam, right? No matter what the, the meeting that we have, no matter what the, you know, who's waiting for us, how late we are, what's going on, right? If, if we compare our situation to, to a person who, who's just received a phone call that his son could be dead before he could get to the hospital to see him, our situation would no way near compare to that 
man's situation, right? And so that's the idea of of challenging these thoughts, right? Because because when I told you that story, you were convinced of the truth that you knew that this person was doing something horribly wrong and that this person deserved to be punished for it, right? However, once you realized that there was more to the story than you you understood, and that that you had not had the all the information to make the determination that you had made, then you immediately realized that that you were wrong and that that this person deserved a, an enormous amount of leeway, and that you know and that your understanding of the situation was completely inaccurate right so obviously, this is a very extreme um you know example, but we all go through situations like this every day okay every day we have we have situations like this where where we see something happen and we we make a judgment of it based on the information that we have okay now however most of us will never know right so so like if you were actually in that situation you would never know what was going on with that driver right never Right. There's there's no way for you to understand that unless, you know, Shrikamar jokes with uh, his audience in one of the talks that I've seen. And he talks about how, you know, you could hire a private detective to find out. And, and three weeks later, when the detective came back to you and said, you know, you know, either the guy was being an inconsiderate jerk or he was, uh, you know, in some sort of life changing situation, you know, then you can make the decision. <laughs> right. So but obviously life doesn't work that way. Right. And there's no way for us to, you know, to live our lives that way, to, to have some sort of, you know, all knowing investigative power to, to know everybody's motives that that, you know, everybody around us every day to know what their motives are and why they do what they do. So. So therefore, you know, what's the key here? And, and to me, and the way that I work with mindfulness is to, is to, you know, always just understand that you don't know what you don't know. Okay. And that, and that has a lot to do with, again, keeping a, an attitude of non-judging. Okay. Because if you can, you know, practice non-judging. And we do that through practicing, you know, meditation, or we do it through practicing mindfulness in, in that we, you know, as I've talked about here before, you know, when you're, you're doing the dishes, for instance, you, you try to focus your attention on the dishes, right? And, and you know, and the, the feeling of the dishes, the sounds of the dishes, the, the temperature of the water and these kind of things. And, and when you find your mind wandering, not if, but when you find your mind wandering, you practice non-judging in bringing your attention back to what you're doing, okay? And it's, and it's that constant repetitive practice of non-judging, which then cultivates a default uh, setting for non-judging, okay? Which means that if you, every time you do the dishes for say a month, (laughs) you are, you are practicing this, um, you know, bringing your mind back without judgment, you know, which, which that means, you know, what I mean by that is that, um, you know, you don't say, oh, darn it, I can't believe I'm doing this again, or, or, or gosh, why am I so bad at this? Or, 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 you know, or why can't I be better? Or, you know, any of these kind of things. Like when you, when you have those thoughts going through your mind, when your mind's wandered, you're judging yourself and you're criticizing yourself. And therefore you're, you're, you know, building a habit of criticizing and judging yourself. Right. But if you can intentionally practice 
saying, you know, oh, wow, look, my mind's wandered. It's okay that it's, it's wandered, but I just want to bring it back because my purpose here is to, is to be present with the dishes. If you can do that over and over and over again, you develop a mental habit of non-judging and non-criticism. And when you can develop a true mental habit of non-judging and non-criticism, then every time a car cuts you off in traffic, you're going to have the, the ability and, and, the, and the instinct to, to rely on these habits and say, and say, wow, maybe this person is in a really hard situation and, and, and maybe they really are urgently trying to get somewhere. And this is a really, really important thing, much more important than me getting to the grocery store to pick up bread or whatever, right? <laughs> or, or even if it's some sort of important meeting, right? It, it gives you the ability to then see things in a way that is not, you know, all wrapped up in you. Okay, and, and when we can do this, we then take ourselves out of our own existence and we, we see ourselves as a part of the greater whole. Okay, now there is tons and tons and tons of research and evidence that shows that when we can do that, when we can sort of live by a higher level of purpose on, on whatever level it is, we are going to be much happier in our lives. And when we are much happier in our lives, we're much more effective in our lives. Okay. So, so if you're running a business or if you're, uh, you're managing people or you're, you're in a sales position where, where you need to, you know, cover a certain amount of sales every month, right? You're going to do those things better and more effectively if you can see yourself as part of something bigger than yourself, okay? So in other words, not making it all about you, okay? And, and again, one of the first steps to that and one of the most effective first steps of that is to cultivate a, a, an attitude of non-judging, Okay, I know that it sounds simple and I know it's, it's kind of maybe hard to connect those two things, but I assure you that's where it starts. Okay, now I'm going to talk tomorrow about this higher purpose thing because there's a ton of really great exercises you can do to, to cultivate this, uh, this sense of a higher purpose. And, uh, and, and I'll go into the, the reasons why you do this and, and the benefits of it and everything. But, but for now, I really want to talk about just this idea of, and I know I've talked about non-judging before, um, but I don't know that I've talked about it in the sense of how it helps to create these mental models. Okay. And so again, you know, if you if you find yourself getting upset about something and you find yourself getting angry, say it's a car cutting you off or say it's, a, you know, um, you know, a missed bus or a, or something happens at a grocery store or what have you. Um, if you find yourself getting very upset about things and, the, and that upset lasts more than a few seconds or whatever, um, you are probably engaged in a mental model that is not serving you as it should. Okay. Which means that you might be, um, you know, feel, you know, dealing from a place of one sided, uh, information and a one sided view of things. Okay. And the best way to get out of that, in my opinion, in my experience is to, um, is to cultivate this, this attitude of non-judging. 
So, um, so yeah, so I just wanted to kind of go over that today. Um, again, I'm going to be back tomorrow with, with some more stuff about this, especially about the higher purpose thing. Um, but just understand that you always have the choice to, to, you know, to challenge these mental models that you have. And if you can do so with an attitude of non-judging, you're far more likely to come up with something that's going to serve you in a way that's going to help your life, whether it's on a professional level, a personal level, or any level at all. Okay, folks. So I wanted to share all that with you today. And I thank you again for, for listening. And I'm happy to spend a little time with you. And, uh, and I'll be back again tomorrow. So until then, I wish you well, folks.